I'm Matt. I'm Randy. And this is Got Got Questions. Questions. So, Randy, what kind of questions do we got today? You know, Matt, I got I to gotta stop you right there. Yes. I really think we probably should pray Ooh, as we come into this. Because, you know, when wise. you got questions, you got you to gotta really pray before we do this. That so is let's, true. Uh, let's pray. Even though we prayed right before we recorded, we're going to pray again while we're recording. Smart. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the day that you have made. We thank you for uh, allowing us to come together and, and just talk about some questions that people have, questions that we have. And just let us get into your word and, and really uh, open things up and, and really uh, cause people to ask questions and continue to receive answers and, and be, um, be inspired. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. See, All right. Randy, you're more Christian than me. That's why you're well, able you know, to, to pull that off. That's how that off. works. No yeah. worries. Yeah. So, Matt, I, I've got a few questions yeah. that uh, occurred to us while we were doing our Club 56. Club 56, for those of you who aren't part of Big Valley Grace, is our fifth and sixth graders. And Mr. Matt and I, we, uh, we hang out with these kids and, and really try to pour into them. They're so, pretty cool. Yeah, they are. Probably the, one of the best ministries at this church. I would think so, but that's just me. You <laughs> yeah. know, I don't make the rules. I'm just saying. <laughs> It, it's definitely better than the junior high ministry. No pressure. Oh, yeah, no pressure. Ian. So uh, the, the first question, so we got, we've got kind of four questions. One of them is a multi-part question, mm-hmm. so that's a little scary. Okay. But uh, we were asking, you know, was there pain before the fall? Right. That's a that pretty was, crazy that question. That was a big question because that's something, uh, the topics that we've been discussing in Club 56 is we're starting from the beginning of how sin entered the world. And we talked about the fall, and now we're going to go to the ark. But that is a discussion that we were having of, hey, he said increase in childbirth, but we'll get to that. Right. Yeah. So, so that's related to the second question, which is, did Eve have children before Cain and Abel? So that's a good question. Curious about that. Um, the other one is, and so we saw this this weekend, and I think Junior High had this. You mentioned that earlier, that uh, when we're just singing by rote, when we're just looking at the at the screen and we're singing, but we're not really feeling it, we're not really thinking about the words, are we really praising God? So that's kind of an interesting thought. I think I do that uh, sometimes, not all the time, but I'm getting better at it. And then finally, this isn't really a question, but it's something to talk about is... If we don't study the Bible, how do we know if we're being fooled? So like when we're out there, when we're talking with our Club 56 kids, or even when pastors are talking to us, how will we know if they're giving us good doctrine? How will we know that they're really giving us God's word? So just something to think about, and uh, we'll get to it. Yeah, and uh, we'll dive in here. But right. uh, for, for those that are listening, it's it's uh, Matt and Randy, and then if you hear another voice on there, it's Daniel Elliott. Hello. Hey, Daniel. That's hey, Daniel. Guys. So yeah. he's he's uh, helping produce this podcast here, and he's he, we gave him a microphone because he's pretty cool, and yeah. we'll Over ask him here. questions from time to time. So thank you also, Daniel, for being here. You got it, man. So if this is a terrible podcast, it's pretty much Daniel's that's fault. That's why I threw that's why yeah. I threw that in there. I was like, okay, he's the one doing. It. Yeah. Did you hear the bus backing up? Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy. What was that first one that you read? Well, let's talk about pain. Yes. So so in Genesis three, uh, God curses Eve. And one of the curses he has is, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. 
And so in some some translations that we've read have said, I will increase your pain during childbirth. Yeah, mine says I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy. And that's in Genesis 3.16. So so the question is, so so when I first was thinking about this, we were first talking about, oh gosh, if they're increasing pain in childbirth, that obviously means that Eve must have had children, because you can't increase something that you haven't had before. So but then talking about pain, so I so this is a really good one because I want to ask Pastor Rumble. Because I went to Pastor Rumble yeah. right after church the other morning, and I said, Pastor Rumble, let's talk about this. And I said, so did pain come after, before or after the fall? And Pastor Rumble said, are you sitting down? I Wait am, for this. I am sitting. I'm he sitting. said, I don't know. Ooh. And I was like, boom. Blew my mind, because right? that was crazy. Because he knows everything. <laughs> he does know everything. everything. Way more than I know. But he did say this. God gave us pain to teach us. So then Pastor Scott Miller yes. said— he is our recovery, one of our recovery pastors. Right. Yeah. He thinks that pain came before the fall. Hmm. So I'm a little torn. I kind of get—so so when I picture the Garden of Eden, there's no thorns, there's nothing. So I picture, you know, naked Adam, naked Eve, walking through the garden. And I started thinking, man, they, if they brush up against trees, do they get cut? Do they, or if they, do they feel they that? They kick a rock. Are they, there rocks? Ro- are there rocks? And you could say, kick rocks, man. Yeah, the, well, the thorns, right? I think that was part of the curse of the ground. It was. Right? And right. Uh, the rocks, that's a great question. I mean, that's I never really thought about if there were rocks on there, um, because if everything was perfect, nothing broke off of mountains, I'm assuming. But unless rocks is just a part of creation. But I feel like they had to have stubbed their toe, or like when they make a fire, felt if it was hot or not. And, you think they uh, had fire? That's oh, interesting oh to think about. Oh my goodness, Randy, this is crazy. Think they had fire? What is fire? going on right now? Would they? But, because you'd need fuel for fire, right? So oh, you'd need you'd you need to dry out you, wood. You could rub two sticks together. But why would you have sticks? Because everything's perfect. Wouldn't it just stay with the tree? Yeah, unless they broke it off. At I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty interesting. But the increase in the pain of pregnancy, I feel like maybe she would have known what it is or maybe she hasn't felt it yet, like there was going to be some, but now because they've sinned, it's increased. So maybe he's saying, hey, it wasn't going to be that bad, but now since you sinned, it's going to be. But, uh, you know, who knows, man? She could have because nowhere in here that I've found, I don't know about you guys, but nowhere in here i found, as it said, uh, Cain and Abel were the first kids. It just says um, that Adam and Genesis 4, Verse 1 says, Now Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. So that shows me, you know, could there have been a girl before or what? But it doesn't say that they were the first, but they're just the first. uh, He was the first to murder a human, because we know the first murder sacrifice was the the animal that that God killed for clothing. But... uh, yeah, I don't know if Cain and Abel were the first kids. Yeah, I don't know. Traditionally, I always assumed they were. Right. And I mess with the Club 56 kids because I'm like, you know, the very first sibling, one killed the other one? Yeah. You know, come on, <laughs> yeah. seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if uh, that would have been the first. That's a good question right there. I, I don't know. I think uh, that's definitely a Gordon Rumble, Pastor Gordon Rumble question. Yeah, I think we're going to have to Have you ever thought on. about that, Daniel? Dude, I... You're like so far in that I just like don't even dive in that deep, you know? <laughs> yeah, I man, this is the deep end. You got yeah. you're you're wearing floaties in, right now. Yeah, I'm just wearing floaties. <laughs> I see the rubber ducky, man. Yeah. It's cool. Just in the water. 
Yeah. Plenty. These, I mean, those are questions, you know, that I love talking about, Randy. I love that that you have these because it stretches me, and it's help, hopefully, you know, we, we'll grow from this and, and learn a lot more, but those are ones where I'm just like, I do not know, you know, and I've thought about it, and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. And, and God does say that he's written a lot in here, but it's not all. It's mm-hmm. not all that he has to say, so... You know, he doesn't He doesn't tell us everything. I mean, because we do know that, obviously, Cain had a wife, which was a sister. Right. And that doesn't even mention her, you know, so who knows where That's she fair. fell. And uh, and the, here, this is the weird thing that I was thinking about. When you said, did she have uh, children before? So if, if that was before sin, she had the children, would they have been perfect? No. Right? Because there would have been no bad seed in them unless they were tainted by it. So I don't know if that trumps everything right there. And if she had kids before, they would not have been tainted by the tree of life. Would they have ever died? Because they would not have been cursed. Hmm. Right. Whoa. So. Whoa. That's a. That's a mind bender. That is a mind bender, Randy. Wow. But I think just because if they didn't, if they had, they had children before, then there was no bad seed. And I think that's probably why. God already had the plan of there was going to be the only good seed, perfect one, could come from the Holy Spirit uh, through Mary right there, because through man it was always a bad seed. That is a good point. I think I'm going to have to conclude <laughs> until yeah, I, we hear had, from Pastor Rumble. I had Pastor Gordon Rumble on speed dial for a second, but I'm going to go ahead and put that away for right now. I, I think well, we got to bring him in because no, I, I want to yeah. get the definitive answer, but I really do think you you have a point because— if if she had children before the before the fall, they wouldn't have been corrupted, right? So that is, the, I I think you're right. I think you're exactly right because they'd still be here. Yeah. Right. Adam that, and Eve right. only died because of the fall. Right. And that was still nine hundred and something years old, man. That's, That's pretty, pretty crazy. That's pretty old. Like, Ooh. what do you do with all that time, man? I don't even know. But yeah, we'll have to have Gordon Pastor Gordon Rumble in here next week, and okay. we'll we'll talk to him about. That's a good call. About uh, we'll ask him these questions and bend his mind because he's. Seems to have a lot of answers, but yeah, yeah. and I want to know about pain. I, I do yeah. want to know about pain because that that is that is because I associate pain with sin, but Pastor Rumble and Pastor Miller associated with learning, and I thought that was interesting. I'd like so, to know more about that too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So what, what's the next question, Matt? Do you remember? Uh, the next question had to do was it with the worship? Oh yes. So oh, here's yes. some. Let me tell you a story, okay? Let me tell you guys a story. So here's here's something in Club Fifty Six that we do, is we have we have video worship. So every now and then we'll have live worship, um, but most of the time we have video worship, meaning the the words are on the screen and there's a track playing with vocals on it. So there's no live person uh, singing or playing an instrument, but song we, we we do our worship and in between we do our announcements saying what's coming up and uh something that i ask from time to time is i ask the kids all right guys that was a great song can anyone tell me what that was about and no one will raise Crickets. their hand yep it is no one raises their hand <laughs> and i'm like man you know so i keep doing that every i'll, I'll be like hey anyone know what that song about? anyone know what that song's about and finally i was just like you know that's kind of scary that you guys don't know what we're singing about because that could be about anything. What if I put a song up there that wasn't about the Lord and it was worshiping like something different? Right. You guys would have no idea because you're just saying that you're singing along to whatever it is. Right. And uh, so what I did was I tricked them and I played a Christian song 
And uh, I told them, hey, guys, just want you to know that song is actually an anti-God song. Oh. And they were all like, oh, no, what? You wouldn't play a bad song in church? And I was like, oh, no, I think it's a good song. I actually really like it. But I am just wanted to show you guys that you're not paying attention to the words. And they were all like, oh, my goodness. Oh, no. And I was like, one, I'm just kidding. It was a Christian song. But two, you guys got to be careful because I could put something up there. Or you go to another church, who knows what they're singing right. and put up there. If you're not paying attention, that's kind of scary that we're just blah, 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 like singing along. And that kind of struck some conversation with me and you about uh, just worship in general, what that looks like, and are we doing it like we should anymore? And it got me thinking, uh, just rewinding a little bit of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego in the book of Daniel, of how, you know, they stood up and didn't worship idols, and they were they were very aware of what was going on. I'm sure there were people there that knew they were bowing down to an idol. I bet there are people there who just were just going along with it and had no idea. They were just following the crowd, kind of like what the Club 56 do. Absolutely. They're just singing because everyone else is. And uh, and I started thinking some more, and I thought, man, where'd that come from? Because the kings of the past were actually turning away from God, and uh, but there had to have been one that stood out to them that, that kept God's law. And then it, in Daniel chapter, I think it's 1, it talks about how even they were careful of what they were putting into their bodies, like the diet that they had. They were wow. eating vegetables and things like that, and they were showing that they were actually healthier. So from the beginning, they were so careful of what they put into their bodies, into their minds, and it shows at the end that they were able to stand when everyone else was falling. And I thought, are we as careful of what we put into our hearts, our minds, and our bodies? Because if Time, time comes where we got to answer a question or we're asked a question. Are we ready? Are we a stand tall? And so that kind of, I think, uh, was on my mind a little bit, but it struck up some pretty good conversations with me and you, Randy. You had yeah. some good things to say. Yeah, I really, I, I, I really struggle with that because I, I, I convict myself. Cause, so a lot of people don't know this, but I was, um, I was a Lutheran years ago. Um, and and I, I don't really have a problem with a lot of their doctrine, but it was it was very uh, they call it liturgical. So they they have a liturgy and they say the same thing week after week all the time. And I found myself I was talking with my mom and dad, and I said, you know, I noticed that when I was in church, I would say all the, the you know I knew the whole liturgy by uh, heart, right, and right. I would just speak it the whole time. And it didn't even occur to me that it was biblical, which mm. is a little crazy. <laughs> but they were it was like lifted straight from the Bible, but. After, after about the time I was about sixteen, I'm pretty sure I was just saying the words. Right, like kind of like a robot because you've exactly. been programmed to, exactly. to say it. Boom, 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 boom. And even when it, it it kills me when I when I hear people, we used to say the Apostles' Creed or we'd say the the um, Lord's Prayer, and you'd hear the whole group going, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be the." And it's just this monotone. Yes. And you realize how many people in there are actually thinking about what they're saying. And what worries me is we say, and I'm using air quotes for the audience, <laughs> we say that we're worshiping, we say that we're looking at this, but are we really if we're not really speaking with our hearts? And and I, I struggle with that because there are times, we, we talked about prayer. Um, so I don't know how you bless your food, but how we bless our food or how we used to was we would say, come Lord Jesus, be our guest and let this food to us be blessed. Amen. That was our prayer. We did it every yeah. time. And... You know, after about the 365th meal, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. Right. I was just like, we need to say this before mm. we eat. I wasn't thinking about God. I, you know, I recognize that we're supposed to pray for the food, but yeah. I didn't recognize what we were saying. Hmm. And so we switched it up, and I got to give my wife credit. She, she's awesome. 
And she said, we need to stop doing that. Let's just stop doing that. And let's just have a free flowing prayer every night. Now, one thing it did was it lengthened the prayer because come Lord Jesus is pretty quick. <laughs> nice and hot still. Right. But now, now we pray and we think about, you know, what's going on in our lives. What are we thankful for? Who are we praying for? And we're way more, I'm using the I word, intentional. Yes, and I think that's, that's really word. the key. That's really yeah, the key. Absolutely. And that's, that's, I mean, the I word is what you use a lot. And that is, that is good because it gets you thinking outside the box, using your brain and thinking of other people. Um, I try to switch up the prayers from time to time. I don't want to be monotone or just something like, like, dear Lord, thank you for this food. Amen. You know, I want to say something from the heart pretty much. I mean, that's, I don't like saying it like that. That's kind of hallmarky or whatever, but like, um, I don't know. I just want it to be meaningful because I can't, me, I can get caught up with, uh, just praying just to pray. Oh you yeah. Know? And that's not how I want to be right at all. And, uh, Something that, that we talked about also was I'm such a, a lyric guy. When I listen to a song, I pay attention to every word that is in there because I love knowing where it comes from. I just I love music. And uh, there's times where uh, a song comes up in church and I get choked up. Yeah, and absolutely. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe this. This is crazy. And it could be the same song. I already knew it was coming, but still mm -hmm. I'm shocked when I, right. when I read it. And, and I, sometimes I don't, and sometimes I just go through the motions, and it's sad. Mm -hmm. It's sad because this is our time of worship. I mean, obviously we should be doing that throughout the week, but here we are at church praising God. And my mind could be on other things. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's sad. And if I'm doing that, then you know the kids are doing that. Yep. And that's something that we don't want. You know, we want to the kids, when they look up to us, to see the example of how how uh, how that looks like. What does it look like to worship? Where's our minds? Are we singing? Are we raising our hands? I mean, you don't have to do those things, but are we setting that example to show them that we're, we're paying attention? This is our time to focus on the Lord, not the person next to you, not your phone. Right. That's a pet peeve of mine during worship. And, and, the, and the, the adult sanctuary, the main sanctuary, is when you, you look around and you see people on their phones. Oh. And uh, Pastor Rick, our senior pastor here at Big Valley Grace, he made a good point one time. He said, when you're on your phone in, in the middle of worship, like you could be all in, you could be, you could be uh, having a great time with the Lord, and all of a sudden your phone rings and you, you answer it, and right there your heart turned away from the Lord. Yep. I would agree. And that That's exactly is some it. crazy stuff, man. That is like, wow. So ever since he said that, I've tried not to, to be on my phone. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't because I just like, you're right. I can not be with my phone for like however 15 minutes of worship or whatever. Absolutely. You know, because, man, how come I can't just focus on God for one whole day, right? You know, and it's sad because you see it trickle down, like I said, to the Club 56 kids and uh, that's sometimes that could be a tough time for for me as during worship as a sea kids not worshiping and it's like wow where where did that go it kind of reminds me of the kings uh in the Bible of just how we turn away and that's so easy or in judges when the Israelites turn away I'm like I think so many times how can they be that dumb and keep turning away from the Lord and then I'm I'm like oh I'm an idiot I do that every day you know and, and we do that all the time I'm like oh my gosh okay never mind sorry Lord. Uh, forgive me. <laughs> have grace on me too. But I'm just glad he doesn't have these crazy rulers to come through and put us in exile or anything for a long time. But I hear you. Yeah, man. Now, on the flip side, I will say this. Yes. So, so I dealt with this with our granddaughter because our granddaughter, I was struggling. She so she first came to Club 56, and she'd be playing with the uh, the ski ball. Oh yes. And all that kind of stuff. Oh, we just broke a window, by the way. Yeah. It was it was it was bound to happen. Good deal. 
So so Gabby would come to Club 56, and we weren't leaders at that point. Okay. So she would come in, and she'd be all excited. Oh, I want to go to Club 56. And we'd we'd see her afterwards, and we'd say, hey, what'd you learn in Club 56? What was the message about? Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't know. <laughs> right. And and then I would notice that that she wasn't really paying attention. So the first thing I thought was, and Rhonda thought it too, well, we're just not going to take you anymore. Hmm. And then I thought, wait a minute. Let me think about this for a minute. Hmm. So if she's not here in Club 56, what is she going to be doing? Well, she's going to be playing with her friends, talking on phone, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. At least if she's in Club 56, even if she's not fully paying attention, which I don't advocate, but at least she's there and at least she's available. But anyway, if, if she's not getting everything out of it, at least she's present. Now, I would rather she was fully engaged, and so I have some grace for the kids, but I am really focused... See, here's me being selfish. I'm really focusing on myself and saying, okay, I need to engage. So when we're, when we're back there, and, and the other thing that I see sometimes, oh, I probably shouldn't say, you might have to edit this, Daniel. <laughs> so sometimes I see Club 56 leaders where we're all standing in there and, and worship's right. going on or something, and Club 56 leaders are sitting in the back kind of chit-chatting and mm-hmm. stuff, and I'm going, ooh, Randy, you can't do that. That's not cool. You need to be focused on the worship yeah. because even though you're leading this you need to be worshiping too this is your opportunity yeah. to worship god so um i just feel very convicted with exactly what we just talked about because i find myself there are sometimes i'm super engaged i get choked up just like you said and yeah. i'm listening to the in fact uh what's the one about father um your good good father oh That's man that gets father. me every time yeah. oh that gets me every time mm-hmm. but sometimes i'm not there Sometimes yeah. I'm not there, and so I got to keep convicting myself and saying, "Okay, Randy, you got to get engaged because that's not that's not what God's looking for you to do." Yeah, um, I think uh, when you said, you know, your granddaughter, how you ask her the question, "What was it about today?" I think every parent should ask their kid that and should never settle for, "I don't know." I don't think they should ever settle for that answer because if I hear a student say, "I don't know," then I failed of explaining to them the message. Whether they're listening or not, my job is to make sure they're engaged and to understand the Word of God better. Right. They can tune me out because there's times where I, I you know, tune <laughs> Pastor Rick out. Sorry, Pastor <laughs> Rick. But, I mean, just because I'm either tired or something. You know, I got a newborn and all that. But I, I refuse to have a kid say, I don't know. There's got to be one part of all Club 56, hour and a half, that they learn something. Besides how to spin a four-square ball. Besides how to, <laughs> how to perfect your four-square serves. But there has to be something, and uh, I think as parents, we don't want to settle with, I don't know, or just saying, about Jesus. Okay, okay, honey, let's go get Costco pizza. You know, you can't, you don't settle for that. It's, okay, no, what did you guys read? You know, put, don't don't let your kid pick up their phone. Like, say, put the phone down, tell me what, you know, no, right. we're, we're, this is still Sunday. You know, let's let's have this talk. Let's talk about it. Let's learn together. You know, I want to know what you're, what, I want to know what they're teaching you <laughs> in your ministry, yes. right? And um, that's that's a pet peeve of mine is when, uh, if, if, I, if I ask a kid, hey, what'd you learn today? And I say, I don't know. Because I'll go up to students after, after one of us is teaching, and I'll be like, hey, what'd you learn today? And if they say, I don't know, I'll be like, all right, hold on, come on, let's think about it. And I'll bring another student over, and I'll be like, what did you learn today? I don't, no, I'm just kidding. Every kid says, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I you know, I, I engage with them. I want them to to walk away knowing something new. Yes. Because this is such a crucial age. Be, 
junior high are some tough years for students. I believe that's one of the toughest years of a student's life is junior high. And I think if you can get it together before that, it's going to help you with the questions that you have going into that. And by you saying, Randy, by you telling your granddaughter, well, let me keep her here instead of keeping her home, that is so wise because a lot of parents taking their kids away just because of this, 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 mostly sports or something happened and they don't want to bring them back. or And it, that hurts them at the end of the day. That's what hurts them. It doesn't do them any favors with taking them away. Now you're setting the example for them for when they get older, for their families, and they're going to see how important church is. Then, you know, they're going to be like, well, it wasn't that important to my family because they took me out for this, this, this. Oh, and yeah. And now they're going to be like, Good I point. guess we don't have to, you know, and I see it and it hurts and it stinks because I love seeing the kids. It, I actually know which ones are missing. I actually know which ones don't come for a weekend. Because I, I, that's how much I care about them. I will go up to them. I'll be like, hey, you weren't here last week. And I want to hear where they were. Because, man, I don't want, I think it's so fun in Club 56. I want them to know it's a fun place, a place where we care about them. If they don't learn anything, I want them in 10 years from now to look back and be like, you know what, those, those leaders were pretty cool. They actually cared about right. me. And then they'll start thinking, you know, something was different about them. I wonder what that was. And they can start mm-hmm. putting the pieces together. But uh, I just want the kids to continue to come to church and, and uh, try to listen. And I think as parents, we need to engage with them when it comes to church and the Bible. What are they reading weekly or learning about? Yeah, reading, reading. Boy, we've been hammering this with read your Bibles, read your Bibles, read your Bibles. Yeah, it's funny. You'll be like, all right, how many of you read your Bibles this week? And like five kids out of 50 raise their hand. And then you're like, okay, tell me about your week. And then they all raise their hand. And it's always video games, video games, video games. We had to like tell them a rule. You guys cannot talk about video games when you come in here because that is how much they talk about video games. Oh, yeah. I got six rules when we do How Was Your Week. Three yeah. of them are no video games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. I have heard you say that. Yeah, they just, it's crazy, man. And That's like their world now. It oh, is. Yeah. And, and that's so true because I'll tell them, you know, hey, guys, we can't have any, any idols. And, you know, do you think that we always put God first? And the kids are always like, yes, yes, we do. You know, there's always John that 316. kid. Yep, there's always that kid, right? I always say, I, I'm always like, Oh, no, I, I, I always read my Bible every day. I put God first. I don't know any friends that aren't Christians. John three sixteen, right? That's, that's right. always the answers that you get. And I will say for the kids, it's got to be tough, though, because they, it's hard to understand. I, I'll be honest. Some of, the, some of the Bible stories are pretty easy, but then you get deeper into it, and you're like, oh, man, I don't understand this. This is hard to know. So I, I had one kid in my small group. We were talking about reading the Bible and everything, and do you put video games first? And and I said, so how could you make more time to be in God's word? And one kid was just, he just had this pained look on his face. And he was like, I, I, I don't want to play less video games. <laughs> I don't play <laughs> well, enough. Thanks for being honest. Yeah, it was, it was so funny because he was, he, the, the pain, most pained expression you've ever seen. Yeah. It was like you were ripping his heart oh, off because you were no, not letting not him play video, video games. games. Anything oh, but yeah. that. Goodness. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. But it's funny. So, so you, I know you didn't mean to. But you did a great segue because talking about video games, talking about reading their Bible, how do we know what the truth is? So I worry a lot because I mess stuff up sometimes. Spoiler alert. So I'm in, I'm in, I was in Club 56 last week and we were talking about um, how now, now that I'm thinking about it, Jacob got ripped off because uh, the, the, uh, Jacob's father-in-law, at the, at the he wasn't the father-in-law at the time but he uh Jacob wanted to marry so so he saw Rachel and he said wow she's so cute wow you know I want to marry her so I went to the father so anyway the very same the very thing that I just did 
where I got the names wrong. I realized that, but I also got Isaac and Jacob wrong because I thought it was Isaac. I wasn't sure if it was Jacob. And and Matt popped his head in and he said, hey, it's Jacob. So I was like, cool. But I started thinking, you know, I'm up here. I'm teaching. I almost taught it wrong. I almost taught it wrong. And it wasn't it wasn't a philosophy. It wasn't a doctrine. It was It was just a name. I get that. But how are these kids going to know? even now as kids or as they grow up into adults, how are they going to know, hey, what's the truth? What's the real deal? Because I could come in here and preach any kind of sermon. I could preach, well, Matt wouldn't let me. You know, that's fair. But but you could go to a different church. You could go to the Mormon church. You could go to any other church who don't, don't believe in a, in a real Christian way. And the kids are going to like, oh, okay, well, the, the guy up front said that, and so it must be right. How would I know? Right. But, but we talk to them about reading their Bibles, and I, and I keep going back to you've got to know the source document. You've got to know what that word says. And that, that's the key. Right. That's so the it must key. be true. Yeah. How yeah. would I know? John 3.16. Right. <laughs> but, but we talk to them about reading their Bibles, and I, and I keep going back to you've got to know the source document. You've got to know what that word says. And that, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah, uh, and we discussed, I think it was last year or two years ago, Randy, uh, just the differences of how much a word changes the Scripture oh, yeah. and how there are churches that do change some words and they make it sound pretty similar, but it's not. Like, you want me to give you the example? Yes. So the one I remember, because okay. when I was growing up— Is it John 1-1? Is that the one you're thinking of? In the beginning was the word? No. Okay. But, but you can go ahead, or you want me to give you this yeah. one? No, so, you go first. So this man. is the one I remember— is um, Jesus was on the cross, and I believe it's Je- Jehovah's Witnesses. So Jesus is up on the cross. He's looking over at, at the thieves, and the one thief, uh, you know, rebukes the other thief and says, hey, Jesus, you're truly the Savior and everything. And Jesus looked at him, and he said, truly I tell you, today you will be with him, me in paradise, right? So there's a comma. So he says, truly I say to you today, comma, you will be with me in paradise. So... That's that's the way the Jehovah's Witnesses. I kind of I'm looking at Daniel and Daniel's going, oh yeah, that sounds right. But what it says in our Bible is, truly I say to you, comma, today you will be with me in paradise. And that's two different meanings because one of them with the today they're just talking about I'm telling you now. The other one they're saying you're going to be with me in paradise today. So it's two different meanings. We believe that Jesus meant, truly I say to you, comma. Today you'll be with me in paradise because we know as soon as we die, we're going right to heaven. So that's that's the doctrine. Yeah. So if, anyway, if you hear my pages flip, it's because I'm going uh, in my Bible right now, which is always the great place to go. Randy. Absolutely. But what I was going to say is, you know, you say it's just a name, right? But how crucial that could be, like your point is. Yes. And John 1, 1 of the Christian Bible, this is the NLT. It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. Okay, it's very clear, right, mm-hmm. what the word is. And speaking of Jehovah's Witness, this mm-hmm. is their translation. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was a God. Ooh. And just like that, if I showed that to Club 56ers, they'd probably nod their heads, and they'd be like, oh, that's not... I mean, even if, if you said it to me on the street real quick, I it would stand out. I'd be like, oh, wait, what? But... You know, but that's because if, you know John 1 1. Hey, there you go. Boom. Okay. Well, it's got baseball in it. Yeah, it's got baseball in it in the beginning. I right. had to say that dad joke real quick. Um, but 
one little word changes everything. And are we aware of what we're putting in? Just kind of what we were talking about. Are we aware of what we're putting in our minds and our hearts? But how will we know? Well, here's a big thing is we got to encourage our kids to read the Bible. And how do you do that? Because me growing up, I, I'm going to use this word. This is a very strong word. I hated I'll say disliked mostly, but I hated when my parents would tell me to read the Bible mm. because I heard it so much. I heard it so many times, and whenever like I wanted to know why to something, like if my dad would tell me not to do something, I don't want to know why, he'd always come back with a Bible verse. And I was like, oh, oh. not that again, right? Not that, <laughs> not the Bible, not the Bible, not the Bible. So what are ways that we can encourage the students or your own kids to read the Bible, and I was thinking about that. Well, and one of the things that kind of I thought about was, well, you know, you could read the Bible like on the couch in front of them, mm-hmm. so that they see right. you reading it, you know. And but what are other ways that we can do that to encourage them without sounding bossy or like it's a chore? Well, I think one of the things you do, and you do a really great job, is you talk to the kids about kind of the the interesting, weird stuff in the Bible. So you, you'll say stuff like, oh, man, there's stories in the Bible about beauty pageants. And <laughs> yeah, try to right? get the girls kind of wrapped yes. into it. Yeah. Or what about the time the guy, the guy, uh, J-U. Can, I, can I say this on here? He pooped his pants. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, man, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So he stabbed him with the with the sword, and it went all up in his belly oh, Ehud, and everything. yeah. It's pretty Ehud, crazy. Yeah. So, so I think it gets the kids curious. So I think that's good. But I, I would say the other thing for me is... I try to just have conversations. So mm-hmm. we try to bring Gabby into it. And I'm not sure she's reading on her own, but we bring her into it and we have conversations around the dinner table and talk about what we're reading in the Bible. And then like we're doing right now, hey, got questions? Mm-hmm. I got questions. Yeah. Oh, and I got so we kind of talk about them. Right. So it's good. What else, though? Because you've got a little one coming up. You've got, I do. You, you're going to have to get some so practice in. What I do. So here's the funny thing. After saying like how much I, I couldn't stand uh, hearing, read the Bible, or it's in the Bible, whatever. Me, I have two brothers. I'm the middle, so that explains a lot right there. Yep. Um, but we all shared the same room growing up, and every night when we go to bed, my dad would come in with his guitar, and he'd play us worship songs. Every single night, he'd put us to bed with worship songs. And uh, it was the same songs all the time, and it was for years. For years, we shared the same room until uh, until my brother was in high school. That's how long we shared the same room. So we were really close, and my dad would come in and play the, the guitar and always worship songs. And then as I got older, and my dad stopped playing guitar, and uh, I went to the military out of high school, and then I went to, you know, I went to uh, another college on a wrestling scholarship and I was just in a dark place and I was so lost I was broken and I think I you know discussed before but there was a song that my dad sang that came back like when I was in a dark place came to light that he sang to me and it was uh, Psalm 5110 created me a clean heart oh God renew a right spirit within me and that just sh- like shines so bright in a dark place that I will never forget that moment and it was something as little as he did just did worship songs and that planted the seed in my heart to where years later that came back and that made that that made such a difference in my life right there like really it saved my life in a dark time and uh, so that was a way that he would give us scripture was by singing it I think that's great. And which goes back to worship, which goes right. back to are Full we paying circle. attention? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's so. funny Funny you say that because created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me is like part of the Lutheran liturgy. <laughs> I still remember by heart. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so it's just pretty funny. But but interestingly enough, I, I always like to take it a little bit a step further or look at it from a different direction. So I want you to think about this. So the very fact 
that the kids will believe whatever whoever's up there speaking, right? And they don't know the source document necessarily, so they can't say, hey, wait a minute, there's, there's no A in a God. No, no, that's wrong. They can't say that because they don't know the source document. The other thing that happens is they're sitting in class. They go to school and they sit in class. And in class, the professor says, oh, by the way, the world was created in six billion years, and it was created by a big bang, and that's where we <laughs> right. came from, and you're just intelligent monkeys and everything like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they don't see the source document for that either. So they believe whatever's up front. If someone has authority, if somebody has power, they believe that. And that's a real problem, not just for our biblical studies, but also for our education. And you can't, if you don't have your biblical foundation, you can't even go there and say, wait a minute. I happen to know that the earth was created 6,000 years ago, and there's more to it than what you're talking about. So I think it's interesting that, that it's bad on both sides. We yeah. really got to look at that. Man, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine about that exact thing. Oh. Uh, he, he believes that was billions of years, and I was telling him, you know, as a Christian, we believe it's 6,000. He went into the Ice Age, and I just froze because, literally, uh, <laughs> nah, uh, because I didn't have enough knowledge on that. And uh, I'll have to probably get into that another time of just the humbling part of that. But just I didn't have enough knowledge of that to discuss that. And I, I failed at that part. But uh, it's so easy to get caught up in that. You know, when I watch, like, Discovery Channel or something, they say, you know, four billion years ago this animal came into play. And right there I'm just, I just kind of chuckle. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I wonder how many people believe this you know but i mean i still watch it because it's fun but mm -hmm. <laughs> but just hearing that at the beginning I'm like oh my gosh yeah like, it's so easy to be fed the, absolutely the, these things so and if they have authority all of a sudden so so think not so you you've got your professors you've got your your college and everything but you walk into some churches and we've we've had conversations and we'll get into that in another podcast but but you walk into some churches and they have a different message and you have some preachers out there that won't will tell you, oh yeah, don't don't worry about it. You won't have troubles if you listen to me and send me money. You won't have any troubles. Yeah. And and the Bible clearly says, we will have trouble. It doesn't say yeah. maybe you'll have troubles. Yes, it says you will. John have sixteen thirty three. There it's you a great go. Verse. Absolutely. Great verse. Jesus never promises life's gonna be easy. He, he promises it's gonna be tough. Absolutely. If you're doing it right. <laughs> yep. That's so good. there you go. That's good, man. Those are some good questions. So what what do we have like next that. week for uh, next for Gordon Rumble? We got to talk to him about. We're going to talk about the beginning. We're going to ask him a bunch of questions about what happens at the beginning. I want to ask him questions about the fall of Satan. Yes. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. And for those of you listening, that's pretty cool. It's pretty dark, but I was, I was always drawn to more darker things. I was kind of right. emo Christian. No, just yeah. kidding. But uh, the fall of Satan definitely is something mind-blowing to me. And uh, I know you want to ask that child childbirth question, yes. pain. And right. So we're going to ask questions to Gordon Rimble next week about... Uh, the beginning. All right. Bum, 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 bum. So awesome. Another awesome podcast. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Again. And all right. So uh, I'm Matt. I'm Randy. And this is Got, Got Questions. Questions.